Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bazuto. I'm the president here at IAW and hosting this podcast for you today. I have another guest from within the IAW community joining us today. Dr. Andrea Slominski is an author, she's a speaker and a coach, and we have a great conversation lined up for you. Andrea guides women 45 and over through the often tumultuous transformations that occur during perimenopause, midlife, and menopause, creating creativity, story, mythology, imagination, ceremony, and ritual. Through extensive research and study, she has created a methodology that helps women navigate these powerful years that she calls Regency. Her her work is rooted in proven methods of depth psychology, showing Regent women how to reclaim their passions, develop their purpose, and to discover their true North. Andrea has her MA and PhD in mythological studies and depth psychology from Pacifica Graduate Institute. She's a a five-time Joseph Campbell Mythological Studies Scholarship Award winner. Dr. Andrea, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Um, I can't wait to dive into this and to hear more about what you call Regency and the work that you do with women. Um, So welcome. I'd love if you could share a little bit about how you got into coaching women at this stage of their life and share a little bit more about what you do. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me, Megan. It's great to be here and always great to talk about, you know, helping women um, recreate themselves and, and do what it is they're meant to be doing, you know towards the collective good. It's always very exciting. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, my, uh, my journey or my personal myth, as I like to call it, my story, my narrative, you know, has lots of twists and turns in it, like everybody's does when you sit down to write it and look at it. But um, my background is as a college professor and, uh, or adjunct professor and um, director of live stage theater and producer of live stage theater for over 20 years. So that was my background. And um, I was teaching college when the Great Recession hit and my hours were cut back um, from almost a full load to one class. So I thought, well, this might be a great time to go back to grad school. So I ended up going back to school at 55 to get my master's and PhD. Um, and I uh, first the first year I went in a in a program here in the LA area for um, television, film, and theater. And after the first year, I was doing um, some research for a film I was working on, and it took me to the um, archives at Pacifica Graduate Institute in Carpinteria, which is only about forty minutes up the road from where I live. And I was like, what? I was like, Joseph Campbell's private library is there? I was like, what? I was a big Joseph Campbell fan from The Power of Myth with Bill Moyers years ago. And so I thought, that's really cool. So then I looked into the school and I looked at their program and I was like, that's even cooler. So I went to, um, even though I was in the midst of another grad program, I went to a Pacifica Day to find out about it. And once I got there and found out, I never looked back. I I changed schools and spent five years getting my MA and PhD in mythological studies and depth psychology and um, started uh, coaching women after I uh, received my master's and then um, 
continued on and uh, got my PhD where I did a lot of my research into the whole idea of Regency and the new life stage that has emerged for women. And um, yeah, so that's sort of the, the short and sweet of it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that background. Now let's talk about Regency and this, this new life stage and, and how this, this comes together. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I was, it was a discovery, you know, when you're in your program and you're trying to decide what your dissertation is going to be on and you're doing all these different things. And um, I discovered that um, there were never a number of things I didn't know that first of all, since 1900, women's lifespans have increased by either two thirds or about 150%. uh, And that since 1900, a new life stage really has emerged for women in the global North uh, that I call Regency. And it's from about age 45 to 70. In 1900, white women statistically were dead by 51 and women of color were dead by 43. So women were not living into the post-menopause years Um, Now, of course, there were always grandmothers and some women who did live to a ripe old age, even all the way back to the time of Plato, right? Okay, because he wrote about menopause as well, but not an entire generation. So boomers and late boomers and all of the women coming up behind us are the first generations in the history of humanity to live past menopause as a cohort. It's never happened before. So we're living into a new life stage, this post-menopause time that hasn't happened before. There's no maps. There's no guidebooks. There's no, there, there's no models from, from history, right, and from culture for us to live into this. And so I was like, this is fascinating. And then after discovering that, I found through my depth psychological studies that um, basically at midlife, Women have the pre-programmed change of menopause, right? But all humans in our psyche have the pre-programmed shift of midlife, which is a completely different shift from the biological shift. And they are like a tapestry woven together in women's lives. And you can't snag one without pulling the thread of the other. And what I found was that most programs, whether medical or psychological or coaching, uh, didn't address a woman's whole embodied experience. You know, doctors wanted to treat menopause indicators a particular way, and psychologists and therapists wanted to deal with the, the midlife shift a particular way, but there wasn't a lot of conversation going on. And so that's what I found fascinating. And so I devoted my PhD research and my PhD time and dissertation to developing this coaching method for women that takes into account all of the changes, the triple changes that we go through, physical, psychological, and spiritual. So, yeah, it's, um, it's an amazing time that we live in for women. I mean, we have opportunities that no women have ever had. And the power of our experience, our our life experience, our career experience, the wisdom that we've gained from all of it in order to be able to take all of that then and get into this new life stage where we've either, you know, some people have already raised their children, might have empty nest, might almost have empty nest, 
um, maybe one career or our second career is finishing and we're thinking, mm, I might like to do something different. It's a huge time of shift and reinvention for women. And there's so much positive, pos- so many positive possibilities out there. And so I'm just really excited to help women do that and get through the tough parts of it and, you know, find, find what, what their purpose is now, what their true North is now. You right. Know. I, I, I can feel your excitement and your passion for this coming through our screen here. So I love this. And I think you're right that looking at the opportunities that now exist for women in this time frame, because if, if I think back to even my own family and generations and, and what has happened, it's, it, I see things playing out very differently for myself. Right. And there's, there's way more opportunity, but having a coach or somebody like you to walk through the challenges, because there's definitely challenges as well, but then help to define, okay, where am I going next? Where, where do I, who am I? What am I doing? Where do I want to be? Um, I love this. It sounds like right, fantastic. Exactly. Work. Know, and it's even just like with, with the international um, association for women, you know, there's so many um, it's just very exciting time in, in the opportunities for women, because um, basically uh, of course, right before, you know, COVID, whatever, 2019, at Startup Week, um, they were saying from the research that they've done, this is a, this is an entrepreneur's event that used to happen in Denver, but um, women who embarked on new careers in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are some of the most successful entrepreneurs. A 40-year-old, this is from MIT and the U.S. Census, a 40-year-old is 2.1 times more likely to found a successful startup than a 25-year-old, and a 50-year-old is 2.2 times more likely to found a successful startup than a 30-year-old. So, you know, they're finding out all kinds of things like creativity peaks in your mid-50s for people who think outside of the box. So mm-hmm. there's all these different opportunities and and new horizons coming up for women, despite all of the battles that we're still fighting despite the fact that we still don't have pay equity, despite the fact that we don't still have cultural equity, we have a long way to go, but I'm just very excited about the possibility of what women can achieve. For instance, okay, right now, whatever your passion is, whether it's healthcare, education, politics, climate change, whatever, right? Um, In the U.S. alone right now, there are over 78 million U.S. women over 45 and by 2030, there'll be over 87 million. So imagine what 87 million women could achieve if we work together or mm-hmm. if we support each other. Right. Or, you know, if, if we make it our focus to continue to advance the, um, the rights and the, the um, opportunities for each other, for women. So- right, right. There's power. In, and I often say there's power in community, right? There's power when we do things together mm-hmm. and when we support each other. Now, I'm curious with the women that you support, do you find once they reach this point, I'll say mid 40s, well, we use the 45 to 70 frame, but when they come to you, are they seeking out a change or are they seeking a a redirection in their life or are they, do they feel like they're stuck somewhere? Why, why does somebody- All of the above. Okay. (laughs) All of the above, you know, it's funny because- each woman's experience of perimenopause and, and that whole shift towards menopause itself and each woman's experience of midlife is as individual as the women are, right? Yes. Some women 
sail right through the perimenopause thing. Lucky them, you know, they don't have things to deal with. And other women have, you know, a, a real battle with the indicators and the symptoms and the change. Other mm-hmm. women find the bottom drops out of their meaning, you know, mm-hmm. when they get to this time of life it's for the midlife reassessment. And other women, you know, find the midlife thing easy. It just depends on what's going on in your life. It depends on so many things. It depends on your, your, um, it depends on like your financial situation. Obviously right. it depends on your health. It depends yep. on your mental health. It depends on your, you know, career satisfaction. There's a whole, as we know, There's a whole list of things that goes layered. In. Yes. So <laughs> whether we're happy in our lives. Right. But yep. um, if a woman lives long enough, she will go through the, the perimenopause, menopause, and midlife shift. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. at all conscious and aware, you will have to go through these things. And, and they're pre-programmed into our body and into our psyche. And mm-hmm. so the more you can know about it in terms of like, okay, you know, what to expect when you're expecting, well, what to expect when you're 40-ing, what to expect when you're 45-ing, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it, can, it can kind of help prepare you and you know, I would say I have women, I would say a lot of women that I work with, if not most of the women that I work with, um, when they first start working with me are just so exhausted from tending everyone else's garden, you know, whether it's the career or the family or the children or the parents or the the siblings or the friends or whatever and everyone feels like okay when am i it's now time to focus on me right and this is a function this change in thinking from sort of nesting and caring to self-focus is also a part partly driven by the hormonal change and partly driven by the midlife change like i said before you can't really separate them. So I do get, you know, a lot of like, okay, not, not so much when's it my turn, but it's my turn. Right. It's my turn. I'm done. I'm done taking care of everyone else. It's time for me to take care of me. Right. And, and women as nurturers do that, right. We, we have the kids and we have the families and we have the careers and, and it's the, we say yes to everything and we, we, we take care of everybody. And so I can see this the, the shift of, okay, now it's my turn. Right. Yeah. And as women are living longer, then you have, you have more years of it being your turn. So there's more to plan for. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the international association of women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. And there's more opportunities. And I was telling one of my clients, she's, um, I think she's like 54 now. And she's just like, when is this going to be over? And I'm like, you're almost there. 
you're almost there. Like, don't give up hope. Like the, the physical indicators, I like to call them indicators instead of symptoms because symptoms make us think that we're ill or we're sick, right? And menopause is not a sickness or an illness. It's a, it's a stage of life and different people decide to go through it differently. And I support whatever women choose in terms of how they want to go through it. But um, that the indicators will eventually subside, right? That the, the hormonal shift will eventually balance out. That if you do your, your work in your, in your midlife reassessment of your goals, your needs, your desires, um, you know, as I say, there's seven realms. There's seven realms that you have to cross as, as a woman going through the space. And so going through these different realms of, you know, you're changing body, you're changing feelings, you're changing needs, all these different things. Um, it's just a matter of understanding that if, if, you're in a, if you're in a tough place, if you're having a hard time with, with these transitions, that you will get, there is another side. There, you will come out the other side. <laughs> it doesn't last forever, but it can feel like that, you know. The yeah, idea that, you know, a day feels like a hundred years and a year feels like a day, you know? Right. Right. And so is there, is there a time frame? Is it, is it unique to each individual person or is there kind of a, it, expectation it really of is unique frame? to each individual person, but I would say, you know, some women start going into Perry very early, like in the mid to late thirties, some mm. don't start till their late forties. So it is individual to each person, but I would say the whole Regency transformation, if we're going to look at say 45 to 65 or 45 to 60, but whatever, you're looking at 15 to 20 years of change. You know, the first 25 years of our lives, right? are based and, and they're, they're all rated and they're sort of scored on growth, right? How tall are we? How much do we weigh? How, what sports are we playing? How much are we learning? We're growing up, we're going to school. And it's all based on physical based physical markers, so to speak, the first 25 years. Well, you'll change as much in the Regency 25 as you did in your first 25. Wow. The Regency 25 is about soul growth. It's about yep. inner growth. It's about the deepening of the self and the deepening of the understanding of who we are and what we want and what we want to contribute. Yep. Fascinating. I love this. As, as someone who's approaching mid forties, this, this is, this is good, good information for me. So there you go. Good. Um, and I, I appreciate the insights into what's coming because part of it is the the physical things, not the, not the symptoms, right? Because yeah. it's not an illness, but the, the things going, right. the indicators in our bodies, but there's also this, okay, I'm approaching 45. Who am I? And what, what legacy do I want to that's leave the, behind? That's and the what, beginning of the midlife shift. Yeah. You, you, you wake up one morning and you go, wait a minute. Did I miss it? Did yep. my ship come in? And was I at the airport? <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so, and that's the beginning of the midlife reassessment. Yeah. And there. They're very, they're very, very real. And there, um, there are, um, there are, there are really great ways that you can make, make it through. And I, I think I'm probably the only coach, at least that I know of working in this space that works through with, or with a, uh, mythological depth, psychological, um, lens, 
on this mm-hmm. whole thing. And the idea of that is, is taking and looking at um, ancient mythologies, ancient stories, even fairy tale, uh, dream work, those sorts of things, and saying, okay, in the stories of all the ancient myths, we have the stories of how all of these people dealt with the same problems that we're dealing with. And so by going back into some of these stories and really looking at the psychological aspects of them, we can see that we're going through, we're having a personal experience of a universal rite of passage, mm-hmm. that we are not alone in it, that the, that the, the journey that we're walking is, is similar in many ways to the journey that women have walked since the beginning of humanity. And so what can we learn from our mothers, mothers, right? Being mothers who have daughters, who've been mothers, who've had daughters, who've been mothers, who've had daughters all the way back to mitochondrial Eve, right? What is there in, in our collective feminine psyche that we can tap into, right? That we can use as a map and as a mile marker and as a way shower to say, oh, oh, okay, I see, I see that particular perspective, or, or looking at it from a macro view, as opposed to feeling under it. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious in terms of the, 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 the lessons we can learn from those that came before us. Right. There, I actually I have two questions here. So number one is. Do you think women are getting better at sharing that information with each other? Because I, I shared earlier, my grandmother is 96. She'll be 97 in September. And these are things she never would have talked to any of us about. Yes. Um, mm. yeah, you whereas know, and, my and, mother shares, like my mom and I have very open conversations about what she went through when she was my age and what she's going through at now 60. So I'm curious, are we getting better about We are getting better. The menopause closet, so to speak, is being opened, (laughs) right? To to borrow a metaphor from our LGBTQ friends, the menopause closet is, 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 is being opened. And so is the midlife closet, but there still is really not a lot of, I mean, you can, you can search on the internet, you can search in social media, you can find some good information, um, but it's really not talked about and normalized. Like Mm -hmm. in a sense yet, I wouldn't say it's getting, but the things that, you know, so many of our mothers, our aunts, our grandmothers, you know, never told us, never talked about, um, you know, that sort of whole generation of silent suffering Mm -hmm. and, and women who, you know, a hundred years ago, women's place in culture was different than it is now. Right. And so there were many more taboos and sorts of right. things. So right. it's getting better, but it's got a long way to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So then my other question there is tied into community and the idea of like supporting each other. Because I think that anytime there's there's a challenge or anytime there's something we're going through, having like-minded people, and I'm I'm curious. Are there, do you host any group type sessions or are there group type things available where women can find that support? Yes, yes, there are actually, if people go um, onto my website, which we'll share at some point um, under um, events, or I think it's programs, I'm not sure exactly where it's listed, but I I host what's called the Women's Wisdom Village. And I do that every one or two months and they're free and they're on Zoom. And generally there's, 
one particular topic that I focus on and I relate it back to mythological roots and women's, you know, universal experience of a personal transition. Um, And so, you know, recently I think I spoke about the, the courage to speak as a woman, right. And looking at everything from, from me to, to um, just being able to speak up for yourself in the workplace Um, in culture of, everything I've done. Uh, I actually started the women's wisdom village right at the beginning of COVID as a, as a way for women to just have some sort of social uh, gathering or some sort of social connection. I did, you know, different pieces on the underworld, uh, living in the underworld, like feeling like um, we were all living in some sort of a version of hell, you know, for a few months there mm-hmm. uh, talked mm-hmm. about that talked about um all different kinds of things. We cover lots of different subjects. So yeah, that's free and uh, that's available for people. You just sign up and then you just jump on the link when it's time to time to come in. Um, Also, I'm in the middle of putting together now um, a group coaching uh, program, which will actually be based on the seven realms of what to expect when you're, you know, turning 45, like what's, what's coming next? I don't know what I'm going to call it, but not what, probably not that, but um, of what's coming and uh, based on the seven realms of change that, that are ahead of everyone and looking at which mythological figures or guides we can choose maybe to look at, to help us navigate each of those realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh yeah, there's, there's a lot of things coming up. I actually also have the first draft of a book done. So I'm kind of busy getting a bunch of stuff going, but um, I am doing uh, one-on-one personal coaching right now. And I have, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I have to look at my schedule. I think I have maybe three, two, two or three openings, I think in my schedule at this point. Um, awesome. And that's based on a, the one-on-one I started uh, based on 12 weeks. Okay. We start saying, okay, where are you? Where did, how did you get here? Okay. You know, where do you want to go and let's make a plan to get there. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's so important to have support as you, as you enter difficult phases of your life. And I think that when you can come together, whether for one-on-one coaching or, or group programs that help you connect into other people who get it, other people who have been there, I think that's really important. Um, What I really like about the group format is because everybody gets to see that they're not the only one feeling. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone and I'm not broken. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's exactly. Um, So as we start to wrap up here, I want to just quickly cover um, a challenge that you've faced. One of the things you talked about was rebranding and relaunching your coaching business one month before the COVID shut down. So one month. So, (laughs) so early 2019, you decide I'm going to, I'm going to oh. rebrand and, and relaunch and then COVID happens. And yeah, it was, me- pretty, it was so crazy, Megan. It was so crazy. So, you know, I'd been coaching and working with women, I know for three years while I was writing and researching with my dissertation and working with, you know, di- hundreds of women figuring out what they wanted, what they needed, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, I had, I received my PhD in the fall of, I think it was, I think it was 2019. And then of course, you know, COVID hit in 
the beginning of 2020. And so, so I got my dissertation and I, I, my, I defended in October of 2019. And then I, you know, hired a a crew and we redid my website and we redid everything. We rebranded my business. We got all ready to go and all that stuff. And then, you know, I like launched at the end of January and wah, wah, wah. Because, I mean, as you can see, I have a pretty big office. And so I do, I am starting to see clients in the office now one-on-one. And I can seat 10 women in here pretty pretty comfortably for like workshops and that sort of thing. And I was doing a lot of one, one-to-one at that point and, and workshoppy stuff. And so then all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, I have to shift to online. And so, you know, there, there went another whole rebranding sort of reinvention, you know, starting with women's wisdom village and then online coaching. And so, yeah, it was a huge challenge. I mean, you know, to, to, to be in California in that first couple of weeks after the shutdown and you go outside and there's nobody driving and Mm -hmm. people are like wearing masks and like walking when they see each other, you know, walk way across the street from each other and, you know, all the kind of fear and anxiety from when, when we first didn't know what was going on. And it was just, it was, it was a very, it was a very ironic space to be in. I tend to try to take things with a sense of humor <laughs> because if I don't laugh, I cry. Right. I, so I'm I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I could, can rage at the gods and the goddesses, you know, all I want about this and it's not going to change anything. So how can I, how can I do this? So, you know, take a break, take a week or two off, like everybody else trying to sort of like figure out, like, are we all going to die or what's happening here? Right. And then, um, you know, I just tried to keep up, you know, daily with what science was discovering, what was happening, coming to understand what we were dealing with. And at the same time saying, okay, how can I help other people deal with this isolation? How can I help women right. deal with I, children being home, dealing with losing right. their jobs, dealing with, you know, all of this. Right. Stuff. Yeah. So that's right. That's Cause I'd I, imagine, I'd imagine your specific audience was heavily impacted. So you likely saw new things emerging and so potentially created new opportunity for your business. If yes. you could adapt the technology. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in terms of, I really had not been doing, I'd been thinking about putting some, some, you know, online classes together at that point, but I had been so focused on rebranding and relaunching that I was like, okay, that's the next project. I'm, you know, finish, you know, you know, getting the second draft to the publisher. That's the next project, you know, just trying to get all of these things rolling. Um, So yeah, you know, trying to, to think about, okay, what is, how am I going to do this? You know, what's one-to-one, how, you know, how are we going to get this? How is it going to work? How am I going to do group? How is group going to work? What's the dynamic going to be like? How much are women going to be willing to share in a group online of strangers? What are the parameters going to be? What, you know, everything from, you know, do we keep politics and and medicine out of the conversation? Do we allow it in? Do we (laughs) How do, how do we referee do we, this thing, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fascinating. It's a big learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've emerged through COVID and all the, all the difficulties that, that that brought with it. Um, thank you so much for being here with me today. I loved this conversation and, and the support you offer to women at this, this awesome point of their journey. I know that 
as you start, as there's, there's a lot of negative feeling attached to menopause and this, this idea of like, I always hear the hot flashes, right? It's always like, oh, it's the hot flashes. But I think that when we can frame it positively and, and look at the opportunity and the, the potential to change things and, and move in a new direction, that's fantastic. So, well, thank you for being here. And it's just, I mean, for having me with you here, but, you know, and like you said, the thing about it is, is if when you realize that you can participate in influence and positively affect the outcome of what you're experiencing, it empowers you to not be a victim. Absolutely. And that's so important, I think. Yes, definitely. Well, for those of you listening to us, if you want to connect with Dr. Andrea Slominski, her website is www.drandreaslominski.com. We will have that linked up in the episode notes as well. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram. We'll link to your social media as well. Dr. Andrea, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you all have a great day and we will see you back here again next week for a new episode. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.